I sold two businesses by the time I was only 26 years old. And in this video, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about my story, how I got here, and what you can learn from my experiences, both good and bad. For as long as I can remember, I've had a really deep passion for business, and this was really instilled in me by my father. He was an entrepreneur and business owner himself, and he instilled this in me from a young age. Going into college, I had no idea what I wanted to do, except that I wanted to do something in business. I didn't know what in business, I just knew I was going to figure it out along the way, and that I needed to start there. In retrospect, this was kind of a good lesson for me, which is that if you want to be an entrepreneur, but you don't really know what you want to do, college might be right for you. I still think it was right for me. So I majored in finance and honestly, school really has always come naturally to me. I kind of breezed through my undergrad and I didn't pay a ton of attention in my classes, but what I did learn a lot more about was people and networking. I just got to know people really well because I was around them all the time. I really embraced just getting involved in everything that I could in college, and this really ended up serving me well. So coming out of college, my first job was actually totally unrelated to finance, and it's because I had some finance internships in college, and it just wasn't really interesting me, at least at the time. And so I actually went into personal training. This was because fitness was really the only thing I was passionate about at the time. And I could go into a whole nother video about what I learned in the course of my personal training that I was doing for about a year and a half. But for the purposes of this video, the main thing that I learned about was sales and more specifically that getting clients in any industry is really mostly about relationship building. The better you get at building relationships quickly and effectively, the better your social skills just get in general. You become more personable, more conversational, and this allows you to be able to get into what's going on with someone and figure out whether you could be the right fit for what they need. Ultimately, that just means easier to get clients. So when COVID hit, all the gyms closed. And so I decided to go a totally different direction. I did not really know much about making money online and I felt like that's the direction that things were going. So I went back to school and actually got a certification in digital marketing. And this really helped me build the basis of just understanding different platforms, how to use them, and how to integrate them into a business to help it make more money. So coming out of this certification, I actually got a remote job where I was working for Marriott Digital Services. And essentially my role was to consult with anywhere from 50 to 80 hotels that were all under the Marriott branch that were both in the US and some even outside. So all the time I was just getting on calls with these hotel owners, general managers, marketing people, and just helping them with their content, with their paid ads, and with some other things. And this was at a really large scale. So I was dealing with millions and millions of dollars in paid ads and all kinds of crazy stuff. So this taught me a lot really quickly. Managing all those clients, I had to learn really quickly how to manage my time and how to be a little bit more organized. And one of the first things, the biggest lessons I learned here is that you, if you have some kind of call or some kind of meeting or something, just an extra 15 to 20 minutes of preparation can go a really long way in just making you seem smarter, more prepared, more knowledgeable, and more on top of your craft in general. If you're someone who deals with clients or manages clients or customers, this is ultimately just going to help you retain them way better. It's one thing to sell someone on your services, but if you don't continue to stay prepared and stay on top of things leading into meetings, you're not really going to be able to keep them around for much longer. The second thing I learned in this job, because I luckily had a really great manager, her name was Mary, and she managed about 15 of us at a time. The biggest thing that I learned with her is the approach that she took in management, which is that she would just focus on really building relationships with us. And she would do these check-in calls with each of us, like either on a weekly or bi-weekly or something basis, and just really try to find out what was working for us and what wasn't so that she could develop us as people. Her goal was always developing us as actual people. And so I learned here that the best thing that you can do as an owner or manager in your business is to really grow the people in it because 
it made me always feel like I was growing within the business. It made me feel like being in, the, in that business was something that was going to help me reach my goals and be better. And it also just helped the goals of the business because I was better and all the problems I was having were getting solved through these conversations. So while I was doing this, and I hope no one on the team over there is listening to this because I probably wasn't supposed to be doing this, but I was doing a lot of extra consulting work with small business owners and digital marketing at the same time, because like I said, this was a remote position and I realistically knocked out a lot of my work in less than 40 hours a week. So I was doing consulting um, just on the side in the extra time that I had with small business owners on all types of different things. Websites, email marketing, a little bit of everything just to really help people with this knowledge that I newly had. So while I was learning all these lessons in my job, I was getting really acquainted with the world of small business. And I actually ended up meeting a lot of entrepreneurs through this. So I got connected with three people who ended up being my co-founders for a staffing and recruiting company called Chef on the Fly. So my role was going to be taking some of these skills that I'd learned and trying to help them develop the back end. And I also knew some things about finance. And essentially, I was just coming on to be an extra helping hand and getting this thing founded and taking it to what it needed to be. So for about nine months, nothing really happened with this company. We didn't really have a, a solid idea of what we were trying to do, but we kept trying to figure it out. We kept meeting all while I was working this other job. So at the same time, two really big things happened. Number one is we got our first big contract for Chef on the Fly. This was about $150,000 or $200,000 contract where we were gonna be staffing over 60 people all at once in another state and handling all the logistics of doing that. Something we'd never really done before. And we really just stumbled into this. At the same time, literally four days before the boots were supposed to hit the ground for this contract and we were supposed to be managing it, my father got into a really tragic motorcycle accident and he would end up passing away less than a month later. So at the same time that I was juggling this completely new thing in the business, I had a full-time job and th this whole thing happened. And my father actually left behind a business when he passed away. So I'm now one of the founders and partners of this big staffing company that's really taking off. And I'm also managing this 20 plus year old company with a few employees. So altogether, there were about seven or eight, mostly full-time, some part-time employees that were reporting to me in different fashions and also 60 plus people that were on the ground that we were servicing. So this was completely new to me. I'd never really managed people and I just had to figure it out. So I quit my full-time job and I tried to juggle both of these. And for a long time, I was really just doing nothing well. I was doing a little bit of everything and nothing well. And I learned a pretty vital lesson here, which is that the man who chases two rabbits ultimately catches none. So it had become pretty clear to me that I could only manage one of these businesses well. And so I decided to sell my father's business because this had kind of just been left to me. And Chef on the Fly was where I really felt like I was cutting my own path and doing my own thing. And it was really taking off. On the other hand, we also had an employee that was interested in buying the business for JT Vinson. So this whole process went on for about a year and we didn't end up selling the business until November of 2022, the next year. During this time, it was partially employee run, partially run by my sister and I, and we were also running Chef on the Fly and getting more and more contracts, really seeing the business evolve and grow through that whole thing. So JT Vinson lost a lot of its value during this time because it was just I was mismanaging it, to be honest. It lost a lot of its value. So when we were eventually able to sell it, it sold for a lot less than it should have been worth. So I had sold JT Vinson and I had focused totally on Chef on the Fly. We were doing that. And at the same time, I was doing a podcast and I was also in my MBA, still am. And so I was still spread a little bit thin, but I was one of four partners. So I had people to help cover other areas and we we're continuing to grow this thing pretty well. Ultimately, we got to the point where we were approached by a larger staffing company, about four times the size of us. And they liked the brand we had built. They liked what we were doing. They told us they wanted to acquire us essentially. Me and all my partners talked and 
my role and one other partner's role were not really going to be needed if we got acquired. So we actually sold our portion and when it got acquired, we left to go pursue other things. So while I was able to sell my portion and I got a nice little payout to take me to the next thing, it ultimately wasn't that much. For context, it was about a pretty good year's salary that I got. I was able to take this to kind of figure out the next thing and do something else, start a business, whatever that may be. Ultimately, while this was cool, I think there was so much left on the table just due to inexperience that the buyer was able to take advantage of. He got way better of a deal than he should have on this company just because we didn't really have our own stuff figured out. The big lesson that I learned here was that if you go into a negotiation to sell a business and you're not entirely prepared, you are just gonna completely get taken apart and you're gonna lose a lot of your value. So coming out of that lesson, this actually led me to start my next thing, which was a consulting practice where I was gonna help teach business owners a lot of the lessons I learned selling both of these businesses to help them be able to do it better for their business and to be able to get more value. The other lesson that I learned through this whole process is that if you feel like there's anything that's going wrong in a partnership or there's something not being said, you need to have the hard conversations with your business partners early on before they spiral into something worse. Ultimately, we left a lot of things unaddressed and these things came back to bite us. There's a lot of disagreements that ultimately led to us not getting the value we should have gotten for this business or being able to grow it to what we could have grown it to. So going into this consulting practice, I wanted to do a complete deep dive into the world of selling businesses so that I could learn what I could have done better, what how it's usually done, how to approach a buyer to get more value and all of those types of things. What this looked like was me just spending a few months just doing nothing but connecting to business brokers, mergers and acquisitions advisors, and people in this space to help just learn the ins and outs of this. And so what I did is I actually created an offer where I would go to them and I would say, hey, I know that you're trying to focus on selling a business, but not everyone's ready for that. So let me help coach some of these people that you've already talked to and help them get ready to sell with you. So this ended up not really working too well. I didn't get any clients through this, but I did get to connect with all these brokers and M&A advisors and learn all of these things. And these are now references that I can go to later if I do have someone who's trying to sell their business who can actually transact that business for them and get them more value. So at the same time all of this was happening, I was actually coaching my friend Andy for free, who was a business owner who owned a media company called Barnes Media Company. And he actually wanted to sell his business. So he was kind of working up towards that. And I'd said, you know what, let me do this for free for you and see if we can get your business sold. So crazy enough, about two months into coaching him, we were actually able to get his business acquired by a larger media company. So a few things happened through the course of this deal. He actually stayed on for a defined period of time with a lot of his equity still in the business. He sold a majority portion of it but then ended up getting a salary as part of being on this business still. So he's still on it, helping grow it, but he's got these strategic partners now that literally ended up quadrupling the revenue he was doing within the course of a couple months, which is it's a couple months later now, and it's continuing to grow fast. So using that as kind of proof of concept, I continue to kind of search for people who are in this position. So now I'm actually working with a few different types of clients, notably an architecture firm, a mental health counseling practice, and kind of an event photography type business that's like a licensing kind of thing. So I'm helping these business owners achieve different goals, and most of them are working towards a sale in different capacities, just at different stages. This is something that I'll be posting videos about going forward and just sharing the things that I learned in the process of doing this while I build my own company, Scale for Sale, to eventually sell. So if you're a business owner who wants to sell your business at some point in the future, whether that be tomorrow or 10 years from now, I hope you've gotten some value out of my story and the things that 
went wrong for me, went right for me. Uh, but more importantly, I hope you stick around to continue getting some of this content as I'll be posting more and more of the experiences that I have along the way. If that's you, feel free to reach out to me on any channel. If not, I hope you just stick around for the content and the experiences so that you can learn from what I'm doing, whether it be right or wrong. And follow me on Instagram at brodybenson.io. You can also find me on like LinkedIn and TikTok and a couple other places just to continue seeing more types of content like this, some shorter, some longer, and happy value building.